Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, our show for today is a hot topic titled On Your Spiritual Path, Autonomy, and, drumroll please, Family. We wanted to address what may seem like a challenging dichotomy to many who aspire to find their own truth and spiritual path, that of retaining their own autonomy on their spiritual path while continuing to be a loving and respected member of their family. Can you truly walk to the beat of a different drum on your own spiritual path and maintain a good relationship with your family? My quick answer is yes. I know this for myself because today is my birthday and after all these decades, (laughs) my various family members continue to wish me a happy one. Happy birthday! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Another year. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. We've wanted to explore this question and topic because even if you are blessed to be part of the most loving of families, there are always some challenges that arise in maintaining good relationships with the members of your family, especially when you are committed to living your own truth on your spiritual path. Many families have a difficult enough time allowing one of their own to pursue a career path that they might not, well, agree with. One's choice of a spiritual path may even be more of a hot button for families. I've met or counseled many people who found themselves the target of their family's displeasure when they revealed the kind of spiritual path they had chosen to pursue. Some were even threatened with excommunication by their family. And it wasn't always the parents trying to control their adult child. Just as often, it was the adult children trying to regulate a parent's spiritual choices. Sometimes the dissension is among siblings rather than between a parent and a child. Also, I'm not even talking about those who join some kind of highly questionable religious isolationist group. I'm just referring to those who didn't necessarily toe the religious or spiritual party line of their family. Yet there is nothing more personal and essential than your spiritual path. That gets down to your pursuit of who you are as a spiritual being. Everything else in your life depends on that. Perhaps that is exactly why so many people might feel they have a stake in what kind of spiritual path their loved ones embark upon. And family members more often than not believe they are entitled not only to their own opinions, which they are actually, but also to enforcing them upon other family members in the name of shared DNA. (laughs) When you take a deeper look at that assumption, it truly doesn't hold any water since your body type has nothing to do with your spiritual path. 
Your spiritual path only has to do with your learning and awakening process to discover and realize who you are in spirit. Your physical, biological body is just your vehicle in and through which you, the immortal soul, can do that here in the world. Having a body birth for you is your way into the world, of course, but realizing yourself as spirit is your way to your ultimate freedom out of this world. As most of you know by now, if you've been listening to our show for a while, I was born into a good Irish, German, Polish, Catholic family in 1952, but by the time I was 10 years old, I knew that my family's religion was not to be my own spiritual path. Of course, at that age, I didn't rebel and refuse to attend church services. I actually enjoyed going to church with my family, except when I was a teenager. That was another story. I just knew that my truth was not necessarily the same as what my family's church preached. In fact, at one point, I even thought I might grow up to be a nun. That was when I was about eight. But when most of my questions I asked, the Bible study teachers and nuns at school went unanswered, and the few answers that they did give didn't ring true for me, I started seeking elsewhere for answers. And I'd like to add a little uh, side note about this. I did have one Bible study teacher who heard my questions and told me, you ask very good questions, but he never really answered. Some answers came to me while I was still a child, often in the form of dreams. Others I didn't start getting until well into my adulthood. My family did not condemn me or threaten to excommunicate me because I didn't agree with their religious beliefs or remain in their church, but it was clear that they didn't approve of me or respect that I was seeking something quite different from them. At the time, as a young adult, just starting out on my own, most of my family members saw me being significantly different than them as something lacking in me rather than the fact that I had different abilities and interests than they did. Also, I felt that many of them saw the different perspective on life that I wasn't valid to them. In my early 20s, I headed out to California from Michigan in part to give myself as much distance from my family's influence without leaving the country. I suppose I was hoping that if I was out of their sight, I would not be on their mind so much. At the time, I didn't know how else to claim my autonomy to seek out my path in life. Until I learned about having my own inner psychic space, I thought that the only way I could have any sense of freedom from others was having some physical distance from them. I was kind of wrong about that, actually. I've seen that most people tend to assume that until they are fortunate enough to learn about how to have their own psychic space and freedom, it's an instinctive reaction to try to physically get away from others' control and what we can't handle. Once I learned about having my own psychic space to be myself in this world, I began to experience having my autonomy in relation to others, whether they were my beloved family, workmates, bosses, teachers, friends, or strangers, and whether they approved of me, respected me, or were supportive of me, or not. The more I started to have my own space, as we say, the less what anyone else said or did or even thought about me, affected me. It wasn't that I cared less about others. No, not at all. In fact, I actually was able to care about them even more. 
It was that I was not affected by others in any negative or detrimental way as much as I was when I was much younger. It was definitely not an overnight transformation, but over the years I started to be able to have and enjoy my relationship with my parents and siblings much more while not compromising my own autonomy and fully being on my own spiritual path. Interestingly enough, one by one, every member of my family began to treat me with much more respect and acceptance than they did when I was younger. When you're When you own your own psychic space on autonomy, your relationships with others can improve greatly. For one thing, without your own space, you can't communicate yourself very well to anyone. Without good communication, you cannot hope for a better relationship. Well, I've been very fortunate as well uh, in terms of my relationship with my family. Both my parents knew that I was going to do whatever I was going to do with my life from when I was probably in middle to later grade school. They probably figured out you were pretty headstrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know they watched me growing up and realized that I was able to hold my own and did well in school and in the world on my own. So by the time I was about nine or ten, they pretty much let me be on my own. I realized much later on in life as an older adult that their full support of me, even if they didn't know what I was doing or why, played a major part in my being able to be on my own early in life. I always knew that if I ever got into trouble, real trouble, they would be there to do whatever it took to bail me out. It's like having the most comprehensive insurance coverage you can get. Having it allows you to take intelligent risks because if you fail, you know you'd be able to get some help. It also made me be more responsible for myself since I didn't want to cause them any grief. Our learning and growing process in life has most to do with relationships. By myself, (laughs) I rarely had any problems or challenges. (laughs) The difficulties in life that required some sort of learning, growing, and healing were mostly in relationship to someone or something else. You would naturally assume autonomy if you didn't have any relationships to deal with. That's not autonomy, is it? Autonomy requires ownership of your own freedom to choose and your own truth to live by. Without relationships with others, there's nothing to challenge your autonomy. You live whatever way you want to live. Yet, that's not true autonomy because there's nothing that makes you become aware if you're giving up your truth or freedom to just an illusion or image in your mind. By living in physical isolation, You might believe that you are free, but you may be living in a fantasy. Instead, if you had to deal with others, at least some people might not take too kindly to you living in a fantasy world. You'd have to deal with that. (laughs) Even if you're not living in a fantasy world, when you bump into other people, who don't agree with you. Ah, You have to be able to own your autonomy. 
And also, even if you were born and immediately given up for adoption, let's say, you still have a biological family to relate to, at the very least, on a psychic level. They may be physically out of the picture, but they're not out of your mind. Their energy is there even if they didn't want to have anything to do with you. Then, even if you're put into an orphanage or foster care, you'd have some sort of communal relationships to manage. Often, an incarnated soul reaches teenagehood and has a greater sense of being a separate individual. And that soul experiences needing to claim its autonomy in relationship to its family and others. Many souls experience that one or more members of that family is aggressively trying to dominate its life. If that soul doesn't learn that it's able to have its own psychic space, regardless of how anyone treats it, it may turn rebellious, angry, and resentful. So one of the most important lessons a soul needs to learn in order to enjoy its own autonomy on its spiritual path and enjoy belonging to a family is that of having its own space to be who it is as a spiritual being. Having your own space doesn't depend on anyone else. It's just you creating that inner space for you to be as the spirit that you are in this physical world. The practice of doing that also guides you to knowing your true self more and more. Awareness of who you are makes space for you to be that. So aside from the karmic cycles that need to be addressed being born into a certain family, you have to find a good part of your own space and autonomy through being part of that family. The kind of relationship we have with various members of our family and our experience of that will be consistent with the kinds of life lessons we each have to learn as souls going through our incarnation. That brings about all kinds of different types of relationships and family <laughs> situations that each one of us goes through. Remember, no matter how difficult your situation may be in life, it's always a lesson for your awakening and soul development. Now, as you look at all of this, you have to redefine what family means to you. Yes, certainly, the biological family that you were born into is your family, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I know some of you don't like it. But. Yeah. <laughs> but you may notice that as you become more aware of who you are, you may naturally begin to expand your definition of family beyond the scope of your immediate biological family and relatives. In fact, often those souls who are born into extremely abusive or destructive families seek new, healthier, more loving families to become part of. If you were to dig deeper to find out where you, that belonging for a real loving family comes from, you might discover that it goes far beyond genetics, bodies, and births. That longing for belonging is the longing for healing, for wholeness of being. You're, you intuitively know that you are not meant to live divided, separate, and in isolation. 
especially when you experience that you really don't but seem to belong or fit in with your birth family, you will seek out a new definition of family and being part of something much bigger than just an isolated you. At first, you might seek that in others in the world on a physical, emotional, mental level. Yet, sooner or later, you'll experience that as great as that could be, it still lacks something. As you continue to seek that complete, undivided wholeness of life, that search will inevitably lead you inward beyond the physical body, beyond the intellect, to the innermost essence of your being. The more you begin to find your innermost essence, the more you realize that it's the same one limitless, undivided spirit essence within everyone. And when you discover that, your full autonomy and your total belonging to the entirety of family becomes one and the same, not a dichotomy between which you have to choose. Yes, indeed. Well, already our first break is coming up, and this is the time we like to make announcements, and we wanted to invite you to our annual holiday seminar weekend we normally offer in the greater Los Angeles area, but we're going to do it once more as a special remote for teleclass plus one bonus Zoom post-class Q&A and social over the weekend of Saturday, December 4th and Sunday, December 5th, and it's not that far down the road. The overall theme of the weekend is celebrating the Christ within, reading the roadmap to living your joy. The two teleclasses on Saturday are titled, the morning class is first, seek that which gives everything, your key to abundance, success, and fulfillment, and purifying your heart, seeing the way, seeing your way clearly with the eye of spirit. And then the two teleclasses on Sunday will be, the morning class is, removing the log in your own eye, the secret to healing yourself in every relationship. The afternoon class is, Loving your neighbor as yourself, your toll-free expressway to God. Plus, anyone who participates in at least one of the four teleclasses that weekend will be invited to our popular bonus Zoom post teleseminar Q&A talk story and special and social with Michael and me, Michael and Raphael Tamura, which will start half an hour after the completion of the fourth teleclass on Sunday. So please be sure to mark your calendars this the first weekend of December and stay tuned for all the details in our upcoming shows, website, newsletters, and social media posts. Any questions you have about any of our events and classes, feel free to call our office. Speak with our assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650, weekdays during business hours specific time. We will be right back to continue with On Your Spiritual Path autonomy, and family. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. 
the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's nice to have you back. We've been discussing what you might often have to juggle in your lives between having your autonomy while getting along with your family, especially when it comes to being on your spiritual path. So let's get back to exploring how you can have your freedom to pursue your own spiritual path while enjoying your relationship with your family. Michael. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about, you know, the more you start to explore What's what's the purpose of family? What's what's the lesson that every single incarnated soul has to learn through to a certain extent having a family and as your understanding awareness of family starts to grow be way beyond just a biological, you know, somebody who has the same body DNA type as you do kind of a thing. No, it's it's not about blood. <laughs> That's just the bare starting point. It starts with a relationship with another person. And then you have a kind of a built-in relationship with at least two, maybe more. We call that family, biological family. But then somehow you start to gather in social groups, communities, neighborhoods, friends, classmates in school, whatever. And just like with family, just like with any relationship, even the best of them, well, you have disagreements. You have things that, you know, one person doesn't intend but but ends up stepping on the other person's toes unintentionally. And then, of course, there's plenty of intentional, (laughs) everything from bullying and and just cruelty, all kinds of stuff on the extreme end of the spectrum. So we have to deal with all these different kinds of relationships. But what's, what's the bottom line there is, oh, yeah, it's to help us jog our memory, our spiritual memory, if you will our intuitive knowing that, wait a minute, this person looks different than I do and they act different, they talk different, they might even not speak the same language I I know how to speak. But who is this person really? Regardless of how they're acting, what they're saying, 
Hmm. Whether they respect me or disrespect me. And, of course, when somebody loves you, cares about you, welcomes you, supports you, validates you and everything, hey, it's easier, way easier to start to see, hey, underneath it all, underneath all the differences on the outside, right down to everything about our personality and everything we like and dislike, we're, we're you know, at odds with, but underneath it all, huh, we're the same. Now, when it, the more challenging the relationship becomes, the more you're at odds with each other, you're, you know, you have conflicting views and, and experiences and likes and dislikes and everything else, the more difficult it usually is to see past all that. And, oh yeah, regardless of anything, we're still the same Spirit. There's a well-known verse in the New Testament that relates the story of Jesus addressing a crowd, and someone urgently tells him that his mother and his brothers were right outside the, the place where he was speaking, wanting to speak to him. <laughs> I call that one of those, all right, drop everything, your family comes first. Moments. <laughs> Ever had that one? <laughs> Where somebody says, hey, you got to drop me. You're in the middle of <clears throat> very important something or other. And somebody will come in and says, well, your mother's on the phone. Or your, your head, father has to talk to you. Or your children are blah, blah, blah. Whatever. It's family comes first regardless of anything. Yet Jesus' reply to that message bearer was, who is my mother and who are my brothers? I'm sure that, that kind of got to that person who <laughs> was just in the stream of, you know, this is the way it is. And so you have to think about it for a moment. And then Jesus points to his disciples, a bunch of them that he was addressing uh, at that moment. Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Whoa. Interesting, isn't it? That's actually been my experience of what a family is to me all my life. That's pretty wonderful attitude there. And a lot of people, if you say the word family, their reaction is like it's a four-letter word. (laughs) 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 And I I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, a little more about the unfolding of my spiritual path. And also the fact that what we're talking about here is not trying to convert you to our way of thinking or even a religion or anything like that. This is a very, very transformational time on the planet. And people are waking up. And it's more than the wokeness of that uh, some of the generations are talking about, which is awareness of climate change and all that. That's been needed for a long time. And that's just good sense to me. But another part of your waking up really has to do with your psychic abilities, those uh, abilities that we have that are so subtle until we start to put our attention on them and decide to develop them. 
um, you know, this time comes around for almost everyone during some particular lifetime. And I believe there are an unprecedented number of people who are going through this kind of awakening at this time. And one of the whole purposes of our radio show here is to validate the space of all of you, regardless of your religion or background. You know, we're not putting religions down. If you have a religious belief that you hold near and dear, continue to hold it near and dear, but do it with an open mind as well, because in your religion, all of this uh, exists, um, and it's usually hidden somewhere. You know, Jesus speaking with the woman at the well and telling her that, oh, yes, you have five husbands, and basically he's talking about she's... um, you know, sleeping with five different women. And he gives her a reading, basically. And this is something we all do. You know, intuitively, you know, if you're, for instance, a wife and your husband is cheating on you, you know, uh, unless your husband is a master at covering it over, intuitively, most women are pretty turned on to start with. And we know when something's up. Men too, you know, uh, everybody is waking up. All this, the psychic abilities and intuition are coming to the forefront. And the idea here is for us to help point it out to you and how to handle it. So I wanted to talk a little about my own unfolding because uh, it was quite a process. And and for those of you that are born in strictly religious families, it can be very difficult. And so... uh, What I did at the very beginning was I just didn't resist it as much as a lot of people do when when they start to wake up and they start to see deeper truths about, say, for instance, who Jesus was or whatnot. Um, They sometimes want to argue with their parents or their siblings or people that, that don't agree with them about it. And I found even as a little child, it was pretty much useless. And one of the funny things that happened was when I was starting about four or five years old, I would hear my mother talk about, well, Jesus this and Jesus that. And I would turn around to her and go, Jesus never said that. And she would ask me, how do you know that? And of course, I didn't know how I knew. I just knew. (laughs) And of course, in the more recent times of my meditation and so on, I, I found out that, you know, it's very likely I had a lifetime very close to him. Um, I was not one of the disciples by any means or anything like that. Um, I was just a normal, ordinary person. And um, I really loved him in that lifetime. So when I went through what I call my agnostic stage, and when I called myself an agnostic, what that meant to me was I wasn't throwing everything away. I just didn't believe in what I was being taught, so I was keeping an open mind for a greater truth. And I started that when I was about 12, and a lot of my family didn't know it because I still participated in all the regular religious rituals and so on. And even at the age of five, I was shown, you know, your path is different than your family and in a dream that I've talked about many times. So I went through lots of phases. There was no internet when I was growing up. I know that really ages me, but since it's my birthday, you know, I'm (laughs) I'm 69 today. I'm going to be 70 next year. I'm a hey boomer, you know, but we do, we boomers, some of us actually have some really good information for those of you coming after us. So I I do hope you're keeping an open mind here. Um, So what I did was, 
from the time I was really little, I decided to keep, let's say, my closeness and my love for Jesus with me and his family. You know, Jesus was a family man, so to speak, and his family was very family-ish, and that fit our family of 11 people for sure. And then as I grew into teen years, I started exploring. And in those days, we did not even have what's called now a metaphysical store. You went to something called an occult store, which made it sound really dirty and ugly and dark to some people. Because, But occult really just means hidden. The hidden information, that's what I was interested in. Typical Scorpio that I am. I like to see what's hidden and find the truth. And so I started reading everything from uh, books about witches, the real witches, you know, the ones that have the earth religion, all the way through theosophy and, and other things that were available at the time, which still I hold near and dear to my heart as part of my spiritual path. And I still have all those books because um, I like to refer to them now and then. But as time went on, it was my dreams this, that led me more and more and more to what I needed to do and where I needed to go. And even my spiritual teacher, who is both Michael's and my spiritual teacher, uh, showed up in my dreams frequently. And I would even say in my dream journals, because back in the back in the 80s and 70s, we all kept dream journals. I would say, who is this man? He looks kind of like my dad and like he... Looks like he was born around the same time as my dad. Well, it turned out he was one year off. My dad was born in 1919. He was born in 1918. That sounds like a long time ago for some of you. (laughs) But um, when I had him for my teacher or had him for the founding person of the teachings that I learned, I was so happy to be able to be under his tutelage. And he was about 57 at the time. So to me, that seemed really old because I was just 30. And yet it gave me the total beginning of the rest of my life's path. And that didn't mean even while I was going through his teachings that I didn't discern what he was teaching me. So, you know, we all learn something and then we have to integrate it as our own information, as our own path. And as I did that, um, I was able to be much, much happier and much more in my own skin, so to speak, in relationship to my relationship with God. And that ultimately is what it's about, isn't it? Well, ultimately, the dichotomy, you know, a lot of times I notice people looking, especially those who are earnestly seeking their spiritual path, they're trying to find their own truth. They're turning their awareness and attention in, inward. It's inward where we find psychic space. Inward where we find spirit. Not up there and over there <laughs> in somebody else. We have to be able to find it within our own beingness. It's not in our body. It's in our beingness. It's not in our intellect. It's in our beingness, spirit. And so we're all in this together, so to speak, going about it in many, many, many different ways. But when you start to seek inward, ah, there's no rules and regulations anymore. Except 
the guidance of those who've been there, done that already, and had gotten to a certain place of awareness. But those are not rules, not like the edicts of thou shalt and this is the way it is and here's the, you know, you have to follow all these rules to be uh, saintly or whatever. No. When you start to look within, you're in new territory. And it's basically no one else's business. It's you starting to experience sometimes for the first time what it is to be spirit, not the body. And as you start to go through your experiences, you start to learn your own truth. Raphael mentioned a very important thing of discernment. Be able to, no matter how enlightened the master is, no matter how wonderful you think a person is, a teacher or authority or somebody, and you may have an intuitive knowing that, yes, this person really knows his or her stuff. But still, you don't just gobble it up and lock, stock, and barrel type of a thing. You have to discern for yourself. Ah, I hear what this person's saying. I, I'm listening. I'm hearing. I'm seeing. Is it true for myself? Does it work for me? This is why in the world, you know, every day you find some kind of a thing where somebody finds a miracle cure about some kind of a disease or a condition or whatever. And there's a thousand testimonies of people saying it absolutely saved me. It absolutely works wonders in the whole bit. And they're sincere. They're, they're telling the truth. They went through it. And then you go and try it out, and it doesn't work for you, <laughs> right? This, uh, why is that? Well, because we're all in different spaces, different places in our spiritual growth, everything. And so it's never really one size fits all. Well, believe it or not, we are on our second break already. So please mark down your calendar for the next teleclass titled Coach, Carriage, Wheelbarrow, Cart, Energy Work to Move Forward in Your Career. That's part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series, and we're focusing on work and career. So that's going to be a very cool class. It's happening on Saturday, December 11th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you move ahead in your work and in your career. Find out what energies are holding you back in your work and career and how to clear the way to get going where you need to go. For all the details and to sign up, go to our December events calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noelle, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. In a bit, we'll return to continue with On Your Spiritual Path, Autonomy and Family. We'll be right back.
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. If you're joining us now, we've been exploring what parts of your autonomy and family play on your spiritual path. Let us continue with that. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was perhaps a few suggestions on what a person seeking his or own his or her own spiritual path and answers, what they can do with family members who infringe upon their autonomy in terms of their spiritual pursuits. Well, for one thing, what most of you have probably learned just from having touched in perhaps with a a religious fanatic or two is there's no arguing with someone who has made up their mind about what they believe in or what they know. So one of the suggestions I have is don't try to impose your beliefs and what you're exploring on other people. You know, everything is energy. And if you tell someone, oh, I'm exploring my psychic path and, and perhaps they think psychic means something of the devil, You're going to feel, if you're sensitive, you're going to feel an inundation of judgment and negativity from that person. I like the idea when somebody was asking Jesus about, you know, does the man who on the street who prays loudly, does he get to God faster or something to that effect? And Jesus basically um, advised pray in secret. And I don't mean to be that you need to be secretive about what you're exploring and what you're learning, but simply be in your own space and don't try to impose it on others who aren't ready for it. Some people are just not ready, but you are. And uh, besides whether a person's ready or not, people are on different paths, you know, different ways. Uh, That which is limitless and eternal has no... mm, you have to do it this way, right? <laughs> so it's very personal. It's between you and God. It's between you and the creator. You, it's between you and that which is 
beyond any kind of limits, any kind of dichotomies. So one of the one of the telltales that I use is anytime anyone, including myself, any anytime I'm thinking in this way, oh, I catch myself. Either or. Anytime you end up starting to feel like or think that your choice is limited to two things, either this or that, you know. Uh, and, and this is why the autonomy and family, uh, so many people look at that the same way that many people look at, well, are you going to choose your career over your family or are you going to choose family over career? Well, that's not a real choice. And that's why nobody's ever happy making that choice. They, they find that, okay, my family's trying to control what I do in life, and, but my career is something I dreamt about. This is what I need to do. And uh, they find, okay, sorry, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave. You guys do whatever you want to do, but you, you can't control my career. I'm choosing career over being part of this family. Is that the way it is? No. Anytime you find yourself thinking or feeling like it's either or, do this or that, you can't have both, then that's totally of the ego. It's totally about survival. It's not about spirit. It's not about who you are. It's not about life. Huh. Because life is powered by spirit, you can say. And that life is inclusive. It never says choose autonomy, your independence autonomy, or your family. No. You already have a family. You don't have to get rid of them. <laughs> now, like Raphael said, if a member of your family or your entire, everybody in your family could be total fanatics, and they see one way, and that's it. Either you're with us, you know, for us, or you're against us. And they're, they, they draw the line and throw down the gauntlet. Well, you don't have to pick up that gauntlet. That's not your battle. That's not your war. They're creating a war? Fine. Let them. That's, that's their problem. You just go, okay, great. And just like Raphael said, don't try to, you know, fighting them is trying to convince them you're right and they're wrong. Or you want them to understand you the way you want to be understood, but they're never going to. It's, it's like no matter how much you tell somebody who speaks uh, Russian only and you only speak English, and you go, why aren't you understanding me? I'm speaking slowly, <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> you have to be the one to understand me. And they're never going to unless they go and study English enough to get to the converse, you know, at least the conversational level. They're not going to understand much of what you said unless they're really tuned in on their psychic levels and intuitively know what you're talking about. Yeah. But other than that, that's what almost everybody seems to do, especially when it comes to family, is they don't realize, oh, wait a minute, are we speaking the same language? Not at all. 
Yes, we both speak, technically speak English, let's say, and we know what these words are supposed to mean, according to the dictionary, but are we really on the same page when it comes to understanding? No. And so anytime you expect somebody to understand you in the language that you're speaking, that's not theirs, uh, then it's, what do you do with that? Yeah, you can't. But let's say if you, same analogy, when you're speaking two totally different languages and you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, this person's speaking French and only understands French and I only understand English, how can we get into better communication? Oh, would you like to learn a few English words? And if that person goes, no way, this is my language and I'm never going to learn any other language, then you might go, okay, maybe I need to learn some of your language. Oh, that may change everything. So it's a long process. It's not like an overnight, you know, situation. But guess what happens? Communication starts. The communication is no longer about, you know, politics or religion or who's right, who's wrong. No. Communication becomes about communication. Let's learn to communicate. So as soon as you start taking that first step to learning the other person's culture and language, a door opens up. It's a long process. Generally, in spite of, you know, I talk about miracles all the time, but sometimes the miracle isn't an instantaneous one. It un- unfolds over time. And so enjoy that process because, oh, wait a minute. Isn't this better that we're starting to have a little bit of communication? We can talk about the weather and enjoy each other's company. We could even have lunch together while we're talking about the Super Bowl or something a common language that you might learn. And once you establish that, then you'll find little by little over time, the other person starts to go, well, you know the thing you used to talk about all the time that I I didn't want to listen to? Tell me a little bit, you know, are you still into that stuff? Are are you still interested? And a little crack opens up. Don't, Jump on the bandwagon and go, yeah, here's the entire, you know, dissertation. No, a little bit. And they might go, hmm, okay. And that's enough. Let's go back to talking about the World Series now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I wanted to add to this analogy because it's such a fun one, you know, the language barrier. Um, I had an experience that I've talked about on other shows where, um, I have several brothers who are top secret guys in the government designing uh, airplanes and that sort of thing, and who knows what else. And um, I tried to describe to them one time, uh, actually more than once, it's, uh, and I've had fun with them, a, a UFO, a TR-3B triangular UFO we saw when we were living in Colorado. And when I 
I knew that because they were top secret guys, they couldn't talk back to me, but they couldn't stop me from talking. And so I do it as kind of a teasing of them, but, you know, just telling them that I know, you know, I know this to be true and they, they cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times it's like that when uh, someone is opening up to you about uh, learning about the awakening process from a spiritual viewpoint rather than a religious one. And that doesn't invalidate the religion. But I wanted to add just a couple more things. I actually had written down here what Michael, the point Michael just uh, made about be interested. You know, if you're going, if they're interested in you, be interested in them. Learn about their religion. It doesn't have to be, you know, if if they inundate you with it, you can, you know, that's enough and whatever. But um, another tool is non-resistance. Not resisting when someone enthusiastically wants to tell you their belief system. Um, Sometimes it is. Uh, you know, inconvenient when it's on the street and that kind of thing, but just validate, yes, I'm glad you believe in that and move on. And be aware, especially with family, you're, com- you're completing karma. And sometimes the best way to relate to family or family members not on a spiritual path is simply with forgiveness. It's not going to be your path, but certainly they will get to that place of awakening at some time, and it may not be in this lifetime. And there's an easy question you can ask yourself. Would I rather be right about this, or would I be rather be happy and have communication with this person? I agree with that. Even though, you know, nowadays it's kind of a cliche, what Michael just said, it's really a good one when you come across this issue. Well, we're coming right to the end of our show today. This was so much fun on my birthday. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope our show offered you insights about having your autonomy on your spiritual path while enjoying being part of your family. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our episode on forgiving for your Thanksgiving. So the last comment I made uh, definitely moves us right into next week's class. It's going to be the day before Thanksgiving. Whether you celebrate Thanksgiving Day like we do here in America or just set aside time to be grateful, forgiving is a very important part of Thanksgiving. Remember, too, our special holiday remote for Teleclass Plus bonus Zoom event, celebrating the Christ within, reading the roadmap to living your joy on Saturday and Sunday, December 4th and 5th. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.